Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Hello, everyone. I am Cod Sinclair, and welcome to another episode of Referee's Discretion. Today, we are talking about ECW Heatwave 1998, which took place on August 2nd from the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. This event can be found on the WWE Network. Joey Styles addresses the crowd and introduces his co-host and color commentator for the evening, the current ECW World Heavyweight Champion, accompanied by Francine, the franchise Shane Douglas. The crowd is losing their minds more likely for Francine than the franchise. Um, but they're getting us started right off the bat here. Uh, we have Just Incredible with his entourage of Jason, Nicole Bass, and Chastity against Jerry Lynn. Uh, this is the final match of their summer series. Uh, so this is the winner take all. Um, during the introductions, Joey Styles is taking some shots at uh, the competitor. Um, so running through Credible's entourage, he gets to Nicole Bass, and he says, I don't even know what she is. She's huge. We should call her Russia because she's so much bigger than China. Uh, <laughs> he then gets to Jerry Lynn coming down the ramp, and he says, he's the hardest working, most underrated wrestler in all of professional wrestling. And notice, I didn't say sports entertainment. Interesting start here. Um, but fast-paced action, back and forth to start. Then we get an early That's Incredible attempt, countered by Jerry Lynn. He gets credible to the outside, um, gets to the top rope, and a big crossbody um, onto the outside. Um, Jerry Lynn in control for a bit, running the ropes. Credible hits a big inverted DDT. Chastity distracts the ref. Jason's holding a chair to the face of Jerry Lynn, and Credible hits a running knee. It's a pretty... It's a pretty good spot. Um, Credible picks up Jerry Lynn and hits a sit-out powerbomb on the chair, right on the back of his neck. Na nasty spot there. Gets a near fall, though. Um, we get Jerry Lynn to the outside. Chastity on the apron, distracting the ref again. I'll get to that at the end. Um, but Nicole Bass is holding Jerry Lynn while Jason gets some, uh, some Muay Thai kicks in. 
Everybody back in the ring now. Credible to the top rope. Attempts a double axe handle. Gets reversed into a flapjack. Pretty neat spot there. Both to a vertical base here. Jerry Lynn off of the ropes. Credible hits a black hole slam, if you will. Uh, another near fall. Um, both men exchanging pins and near falls. Um, Lynn finally gets him perched on the top rope. Hits a Honokan Rana for a near fall. Lynn with a sidewalk slam. Goes up top for another Honokan Rana. Credible counters with a huge powerbomb for another near fall. Credible has a steel chair in the middle of the ring. He's looking to drive Jerry Lynn's head into the chair. Lynn reverses with his own DDT. Um, Jerry Lynn going for the cover. Chastity gets Justin Credible's foot on the rope, saving the match. Uh, there's a table set outside. Um, Lynn perches Credible on the top rope again, and this time hits a Hurricane Rana through the table. Crowd's going nuts at this point. He gets Credible back into the ring for the pin, but Chastity distracts the ref. And while that's happening, Jason hits Jerry Lynn in the back with a steel chair. Uh, Jason, for some reason, decides to do more and try a powerbomb, but Lynn counters with his own tiger bomb. Nicole Bass in the ring now. She hits Jerry Lynn in the back uh, with a double axe handle, gets him up on her shoulders. Lynn counters and hits a low blow. Probably the call of, of, of the match here. Joey Styles says, right in the nuts, and don't tell me otherwise. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lynn takes the chair and hits Nicole Bass in the back. Props to her for taking that. Uh, Chastney in the ring now. Credible holding Jerry Lynn for her to take him to um, Dick Kick City. But she actually gets just incredible instead. Um Lynn grabs Chassie and hits a jumping tombstone. Just incredible perched on the top rope again. Lynn climbs, gets hit with a low blow. Just incredible hits a that's incredible from the top rope to get the win. Wow, this is an absolutely solid two count. Um, great opening match between these two. Um, early ECW is is known um, for for their lucha libre style um, and their and their high flying and their hard hitting action, um, the whole time watching this match though, I kept thinking to myself how how much ECW was ahead of its time, um, and we'll see it in many instances as we go through this card. Um, the only thing that got me in this match um, was was the fact that there were, there was so much outside interference. Um, fine with it a couple times um i didn't grade it lower because it was it was spots with his entourage that added a little to the story um but as we'll see in the next match um not good enough for match of the night up next we have lance storm taking on chris candido candido walking out of the back to the to the entrance ramp points back to the entrance and here comes tammy lynn sitch uh, for those who don't know, she uh, was Sunny in WWF. The crowd is going ballistic at this point. Um, she had just been released uh, by the WWF four days prior to this event. Um, rumor had it that she had some major heat with Sable. Um, she no-showed some events, and then rumors were swirling that um, that there was some substance abuse, but nothing 
at the time to support those claims. Um, but Styles comments on Candido's headgear, saying his ear was torn off by the ECW Tag Team Champions, Sabu and Rob Van Dam, and that it has been reattached using plastic surgery. Boy, how far we have we've come. Um, but to the match, fast-paced action to start. Lance Storm catches Candido early with a spinning heel kick, gets some pretty good air on it. Um, Storm gets Candido down in the corner, rips the headgear off. This gives Candido the upper hand and sends Storm to the outside. Huge crossbody spot. Um, Storm, Candido back in the ring. Storm off the top ropes, gets tripped by Tammy. Um, and then you get the spot where they're chasing each other around the ring. Um, Tammy slides into the ring, land Landstorm chasing her. Um, Candido is actually the one um, that, eat, that, that eats the spot here. Um, a clothesline and a heel kick. Um, eventually, Candido gets the upper hand here. Um, hits a running tiger bomb and a near fall. Um, followed up by a delayed vertical suplex. This is about 10 seconds or more. Um, a New Jersey jam follows that with another near fall. Super kick from Storm. Um, these these guys at this point are just trading blows and near falls back and forth. Um, spinning neck breaker from Chris Candido with another near fall. Um, power slam from Candido, another near fall. Um, but the big thing here is is that you'll see you'll see brands today, um, and I'll reference NXT just because. It's what reminds me of main event matches in NXT, is that we're hitting finishers and finishers and kickouts and kickouts, and it gets to a point where, okay, we do have to suspend disbelief here, um, but but there has to be that there, there there has to be that breaking point, and I think we wait too long to get to it. There are near falls galore in some of these matches on this card. This this match and. And and the last you know couple couple of minutes of this match, um, but all of them are believable. We're not hitting finishers on each other, um, just good hard wrestling. Rant over. <laughs> um, Candido tries to put Storm on the top rope, but he lands on the apron. Storm hits a suplex onto the concrete floor. This was a heck of a spot. Uh, I wasn't sure how Chris Candido was still moving. His tailbone hit directly on the concrete. Um, baseball slide sends Candido over the barricade. Um, Storm with a springboard crossbody over the barricade. Uh, we're getting into insane territories here. Um, everybody back in the ring. Um, Candido Storm trading slaps and blows. Um, Candido falls on Storm for a near fall just out of sheer... Just, just tiredness and and fatigue. Um, Candido to the top rope. Landstorm follows him up. Huge superplex. Storm back up to the top rope. Hits Candido with a spinning heel kick um, for another near fall. Um, not a not a spot that you will typically see is a spinning heel kick from the top rope. Um, Storm follows up with a tiger bomb. Another near fall. Candido counters a crossbody into a power slam for a near fall. Storm into the corner, springboards off, and hits a flying elbow. Um, 
Tammy now getting involved, hands Candido a bag of powder. Storm hits the powder back into the face of Chris Candido and hits the ref. Eats a super kick from Storm. We're starting to get off the rails here a little bit, um, but not too far. Um, Lance Storm to the, to the top rope. Tammy slides in, crotches Lance Storm on the top rope. Ref starting to come to, getting in the face of Tammy. Candido, still blinded, rolls up the ref in the process. And the ref grabs grabs Tammy's top and as he's coming down, legitimately tears it off her body. You'll see her for the rest of the match covering herself up. Um, but anyway, Storm still recovering. Chris Candido gets to the top rope. Blonde bombshell. One, two, three on to Storm. And that is it. Holy smokes. This is a two and a half count. Uh, holy spot fest. Um, but the story I told is great, and I believe that the addition of Tammy uh, returning just added just a little bit more to the match. Um, watching this match made me remember how good Chris Candido was and how devastating it was uh, when he had passed away. Um, but like I said in the match before, it's matches like these um, that that ECW is remembered for the you know the the multiple high spots, the hard hitting action. Um, this match in particular um, reminded me how much, how incredible of a talent Chris Candido was. Um, I know this is Chris Candido heavy, um, but both these guys performed very, very well. Um, incredible match. Um, the only reason it's not um, a full three count, um, just a couple of spots that 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 were kind of clunky. Um, but nothing to take away from the overall feel of the match. Joey Styles cutting to a clip earlier in the day in the parking lot. New Jack's getting the local crowd hyped. Uh, New Jack cutting a promo, telling his opponent Jack Victory he's going to whoop his butt, to put it mildly. Jack Victory shows up in the parking lot, and New Jack says, they We don't have to wait until later. In a car, the Dudleys pull up and start putting the boots to New Jack. Balls Mahoney shows up a little too late to help. Um, so it's a big, it's a big melee here. Uh, Jack Victory throws New Jack onto the top of the car. Security comes in to break it up. Jack Victory and the Dudleys drive away. Style says that the video was shown in the interest of fairness to explain to the fans why the weapons match between New Jack and Jack Victory would not be happening this evening. Um... There is some foreshadowing there, um, but we will get to it as we go. Um, now, backstage, another uh, cutaway here. Um, you have RVD, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso cutting a promo on their opponents for the evening, Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinzaki. Um, Alfonso said it doesn't matter what their names are, they will be Japanese losers. Um, RVD sneezing a few times throughout Um joking about their opponents' names and their ethnicity. Um, but throughout this entire promo, you can sense um, the tension between Sabu and RVD. Um, definitely some foreshadowing later down the road, but spoiler alert, the tag match is just a tag match later. Here we go. Next up, it is Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Um, Mike Awesome out first rocking a super sweet mullet. Um, it's it's crazy that we would see Masato Tanaka um, 
seven and eight years later taking part in WWE's One Night Stand. Man still looks the same. I don't know what he's doing, but by some odd chance, Masato Tanaka, if you're watching this, um, send send me whatever you're taking to keep yourself young. Uh, because after this match, I do not know how you are still standing. Um, but here we go to the match. Um, Mike Awesome whipped into the corner, ran up to the top rope, and a back elbow. Um, running the ropes, uh, Tanaka tries to leapfrog Awesome, gets caught and hit with an overhead suplex. Um, slinks on shoulder tackle um, from Awesome, gets a near fall. Awesome clotheslines here. Um, just... It amazes me the the athleticism of Mike Awesome in this match, and and we and I'll compare it to JBL's clotheslines as far as just the the violence that it, that it portrays. Um, but back to the match, um, Masato Tanaka to the outside, Mike Awesome tope suicida. Um, back in the ring, Mike Awesome hits Tanaka with a clothesline from the top rope, a la Kane, um, for another near fall. Um, release German suplex uh, from Mike Awesome, and Tanaka is right back up. Power slam to Awesome, gets him down on the ramp with a springboard drop kick. Tanaka with a chair. So, I want to paint this picture for you. Runs all the way to the entrance ramp. Then runs all the way back and drives the chair into Mike Awesome's skull, sending him back into the ring. Um, um, this reminds me of the spot from from All In um, in 2018, where where we had um, the street fight between Joey Janela and Hangman Page, um, where where Janela runs all the way to the top and then all the way back, um, back into the match. Um, gotta love you some Joey Janela run run cycle there, though. Anyway, back to the match. Uh, Masato Tanaka now in control, hits a missile dropkick for a near fall. Awesome throws him out of the ring, and now we have dueling chairs. Tanaka wins the dueling chairs bout and hits Awesome in the back with the chair. Awesome flips Tanaka into the crowd, Mike Awesome gets back into the ring, springboards himself. Now he's on the top rope. He's perched. He's just springboarded himself. He goes, hey, leaps out into the crowd. Mike Awesome is, is a big dude. He is pushing 300 pounds, and he is athletic as heck. Um, it's, still, it's still incredible. Um, uh, um Everyone back in the ring now. Awesome with an awesome bomb, but a very, very near fall. Um, followed by an Alabama slam. Awesome to the top rope for an awesome splash. That's a near fall. Mike Awesome with some nasty chair shots to the head of Masato Tanaka. Um, I th There were two back-to-back -back, uh, that I thought were bad. Um... But but Tanaka um, kicks Mike Awesome, whips himself off of the ropes, slides under, and then gets up and the the chair shot rang through through my entire apartment. Like it was a nasty freaking chair shot. Um, 
there's only one, and it's later in the evening that tops that. Um, but still, only a near fall. And the big thing through this match that the commentary team is praising is Masato Tanaka's heart and determination and his fighting spirit. Um, Razor's Edge from Mike Awesome rolls to the outside, gets a table in position. All right. Goes to the top rope. It's another chair shot to the head of Tanaka. Now calling his spot, pointing to the table, calling for an awesome bomb through the table. Tanaka escapes twice, and he gets put through the table. Nasty landing here. There are no bodily winners here. <laughs> All right. Everybody gets back into the ring. Back-to-back -back roaring elbows from Masato Tanaka. Still can't put Awesome away. Tanaka's got a big pile of chairs in the ring. Big tornado DDT spot. Onto the chairs. And finally this one is over. Um, wow. Take a breath here. This is another two and a half count for me. Um, this was a slugfest. Um, <laughs> um, just as I rated the Storm Candido match two and a half. Um, I'm also rating this a two and a half count. Um, you know, this had less of a story coming into it than the Storm Candido match. Um, but in this match, it was, the, the big story was Masato Tanaka's fighting spirit. Uh, they refer to that a couple times throughout, throughout the match. Um, the story was told in, in, in the match, um, and I think it was done incredibly well. And um, if you watched our top ten um, on wrestlers who haven't wrestled in WWE, um, I had Masato Tanaka on my top ten list, um, sans the two one-off matches. Um, I think he's a very underrated talent, um, and I think it really showed off here. Um, but like I said, we would, we would see Masato Tanaka again uh, for One Night Stand 2005 and 2006. The 2005 one One Night Stand, which I will be reviewing um, at the beginning of next year, um, actually has the rematch between Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome. Um, but until then, more ECW. Backstage, we get some words from the FTW World Heavyweight Champion, Taz. Um, FTW, for those who don't know, stands for F the World. Um, he says that his belt is the only one that matters and not another champion matters more. Um, mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, and then for some reason, Mike Tyson. Um, ends this promo with Bam Bam, uh, with him giving Bam Bam his you know, kiss phrase, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. And... Every time he would say that in old school ECW, um, send it, it would just send chills down down your spine. Um, Taz is a very intimidating person for his size, and um, I think when we get to that match, you guys will be incredibly surprised. Um, so, so again, we have back to back backstage promos. Um, now we are backstage with Joel Gertner and the Dudley family. Um, Joel Gertner saying that the odds are in the favor of the Dudleys 
in their main event match against Spike Dudley, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer later in the evening. Um, Gertner goes to say, once the Dudley Street Fight begins, there will be no end in sight. Um, Bubba cuts in and says, Dreamer was crucified for the sins of Beulah, and he can give his soul to Jesus, but his rear end belongs to the Dudleys. ECW Tag Team title match next, as the champions Sabu and the ECW World Television Champion Rob Van Dam facing Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinsaki. Um, I will be referring to him as Jinsei through, through the review of this match. Um, I tried doing his last name, and it tripped me up a couple of times. Um, and I didn't want to call him um, by his WWF name, um, so I gave him the respect I'm calling him by his first name. Um, but a great lead into that. Uh, Joey Styles introduces Jinsei um, to you sports entertainment fans as Hakushi, um, who had a feud with Bret Hart and a cup of coffee in WWF. Um, tag champs coming down to the ring. The crowd is red hot for these two. Um, the ring announcer also flubs right out of the gate. Says Sabu is from Bombay, Michigan. Yikes. Um, to the match. Some taunting and grappling to start with RVD and Hayabusa. They're running the ropes. They're you know, being flashy. Um, Hayabusa almost seems to forget some of his spots throughout this match. Um, but the first instance is um, he looks to he looks to springboard off of the middle rope into an RVD arm drag, um, but the spot must have been off. He turns his body and falls too much into RVD, making it kind of look like a, a clothesline or a crossbody. Um, it was a rough spot to watch, um, but just like the ECW crowd. Um, very un unforgiving. They let Hayabusa have it. They let him know that he effed up. Um, even running the ropes at times, Hayabusa just seems very uncomfortable um, in the first half of this match. Um, almost not timing his spots right. Um, Jinsei in now, working with RVD. Um, definitely doing a lot better than his tag team partner. Uh, Jinsei does the praying rope walk around the ring, finished with a chop to the shoulder. Incredible balance here. Um, misses a double knee to the hit of Jinsei. Rob Van Dam hits a spin kick followed by a corkscrew leg drop. Tags in Sabu in like a house of fire. Springboard leg drop followed by multiple kicks to the lower back of Jinsei. Um, this is kind of where, you know, the house of fire, the fire was slowly dying a little bit. Um... But, but Jinsei recovers. Hayabusa now springboards in. Um, gets his knees immediately kicked out from under him. Um, Sabu hits an Arabian press for a for a very interesting two count, um, to say the least. Hayabusa with a beautiful drop kick sending Sabu to the outside. Um, Sabu back in, um, working on the legs of Hayabusa, uh, keeping him grounded. Um, Sabu now moves to a camel clutch. Rob Van Dam gets in and drop kicks Hayabusa right in the face. Um, just has a springboard drop kick on RVD. Um, a sloppy looking roundhouse kick from Hayabusa now, followed by a beautiful acai moonsault. Um, 
Sabu hits Air Sabu over the barricade. Now all men are in the crowd. Um, Hayabusa draped over the barricade trying to get back in the match. Um, RVD hits a corkscrew guillotine leg drop. Um, Jinsei and Sabu in, in the ring as this is going on. Um, Sabu is now on the top rope. Belafonso is trying to throw him chairs to get one to him. Jumps off of the top rope and connects with with a chair to the exposed ribs of, G, of Jinsei. Um, Hayabusa breaks up a very, very near fall. Almost as um, he forgot that he was supposed to break that up. Um, double team now on Rob Van Dam. Double kick to the ribs followed by a double bulldog. Um, springboard senton on, uh, sorry, from Hayabusa. Uh, springboard double knees from Jinsei, a lion saw from Hayabusa, all in succession. Van Dam is out. Sabu makes the save. Um, RVD crawling to get up. Sabu with a whisper in the wind, um, followed by an RVD spin kick for a near fall. Hayabusa with a gorgeous German suplex for another near fall. Sabu with a hurricane rana on Jinsei, followed by a top rope splash from RVD uh, for a near fall. Um, if it was a five-star frog splash, it was hard to tell. Um, the camera only got the landing from it. Um, back to the action, though. Pele kick from Jinsei. Hayabusa to the top. Jinsei with a powerbomb. And Hayabusa with a gorgeous 450 splash. Um, Sabu gets there in time to break the pin up, though. Um, rolling Thunder from RVD. Hayabusa powders out. Sabu with a Boston Crab on Jinsei. RVD hits a top rope leg drop, only for a near fall. Sabu now bringing the lumber into the ring, only for him to push it out of the way so that Jinsei could connect with a top rope shoulder tackle. Um, this leads to the most extra ref count on this show so far. The ref is perched on the second turnbuckle, Jinsei goes for a pin. The ref jumps off the turnbuckle right into the count. Um, still only good for a near fall, though. Um, Sabu and Hayabusa, Hayabusa ugh, on the top rope. Hayabusa gets crotched. Bell Alfonso, chin front of the face. And RVD with a Van Daminator. Um, Hayabusa pretty much no-sells uh, the Van Daminator because he's right back on the top rope. Um... Jinsei has RVD in a headlock, lays him down on the table, but it collapses. It does not matter. Hayabusa, still on the top rope waiting, um, goes for a frog splash, maybe a regular splash. It it, it, it looked weird. Um, still only good for a near fall. Sabu brings another table into the ring. Hayabusa, Mishinoku driver on RVD. Sabu breaks it up with an Arabian face buster. Sabu throws the chair into Jinsei, catches it, RVD with a Van Daminator, table is now set up in the ring, both challengers laid on it, the champions on opposite corners hit flying leg drops through the table, Sabu onto Jinsei, one, two, three, that is it, holy smokes, there's a lot to talk about here, um, I'm going to start with the verdict here. It's one. It's a one and a half count for me. Um, the match quality got better as as we progressed here. Um, 
but it was still like so, like something was missing. Um, this was the first time that Hayabusa and Jinsei attacked together. Um, I'm not sure if maybe it was just the uncomfortableness there, um, not being in the ring before. Um, but the other aspect, um, Bill Alfonso's whistleblowing. I know it's his gimmick, but it's annoying AF. Um, I didn't make it a two because of the botchiness um, that all competitors had at one point or another in the match. Um, and the um, and the poor performance of, of Hayabusa. Um, I know that he is a legend in, in the sport, um, but it just wasn't working here today. All right. High package is shown for Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow with Pauly dangerously narrating. It's a very good high package, not only getting us ready for the match, um, but also showing us the origins of the FTW Championship as well as Taz's feud with the current um, ECW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, the franchise, Shane Douglas. Um, out first comes the champion. Um, God, I gotta say, and I forgot Taz's theme in our top 10 themes, but his entrance music is spine chilling. Um, you knew that if you heard that music, you were getting suplexed through through the ring and your family tree would feel it. Um, he comes out and the crowd goes ballistic. Um, this is announced as an ECW death match, which is interesting, um, only because commentary team acts like it never happened or that it wasn't announced like that. Um, but it has only been advertised as a Falls Count Anywhere match until now. Starts off quick. Taz goes for a double leg takedown. Bam Bam counters into a powerbomb. Taz pops right back up. Samoan drop by Taz. Big spot here. Um, on to the outside. Um, Bam Bam in the crowd. Taz flies into the crowd but is caught with a bear hug um, and dropped. Brawling through the crowd, Taz hits a double leg and gets a near fall. Big suplex onto the concrete from Taz with another near fall. Um, Bam Bam in control now, still in the crowd. Uh, chair shot to the back. Um, Taz going for a Taz mission now. Bam Bam counters with a jawbreaker. Very clever. Um, back over the guardrail we come. Another chair shot from Bam Bam. Both men back in the ring. Bam Bam with another big powerbomb spot. Goes to get a table from the outside. Sets it up in the corner and Irish whips Taz through the table. He takes the he then takes the half of the table that didn't break and sets it up in the other corner. Um, Taz reverses the Irish whip going the other way into a T-bone suplex. Um, very, very good sequence there. Um, Taz is now busted open at this point. Um, I'll get to why I haven't mentioned it until this point at the end of this segment. Um, both men are now on the ramp. Bam Bam picks up Taz, drives him through the stage. Um, commentary team is confused, saying that Taz DDT'd Bam Bam through, but doesn't matter. Um, I would say a solid two minutes here go by. Nothing going on, just a lot of silence and crowd concern. Um, commentary not really sure what's going on. Um, but 
Bam Bam emerges. He is the first. Um, and this hole in the ramp is a huge crater. Um, Taz and Bam Bam is almost back to the ring. Taz leaps out of the hole, sprints towards Bam Bam, locks in the Taz mission, and it's almost an immediate tap out here. Um, so he retains the FTW championship. Um, Post-match, Taz gets on the mic and, say, and calls out Shane Douglas. He says, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Um, Shane Douglas then throws a hissy fit, throws a monitor off of the announce area, and storms off with Francine. Um, I'm going to give this a solid one and a half count. Um, the brawling in the crowd really took me out of it. Um, it could have been the way the footage was on the network. Um, but it was, it was a dark area. Um, there was a good amount of shaky cam. Um, you couldn't see a whole lot of what was going on. I didn't even know until I mentioned in this review, uh, that Taz was busted open. That point in the match was when I realized he was busted open. Um, so I can only imagine that it happened in the, in the brawl in the crowd and I just and it was so hard to see it um so with that grading everything outside of it um one and a half count but I could have graded it higher had the had the crowd stuff been a little bit more better to see all right Joey Styles is now flying solo shows the fans and us at home the video of Bubba Ray and Devon hitting the 3D on Beulah McGillicuddy. He says into the camera that the Dullies are scumbags. They've broken up the Eliminators, the gangsters. They've put the Sandman in the hospital. And now, like thugs, have dropped Beulah on her neck and put her out of wrestling. Um, great lead into this match. The quintessential Stud Muffin Joel Gertner out first, followed by the rest of the Dudleys. They're shooting on their opponents and members of the crowd. Um, if you can find the 10-minute clip on YouTube, or you can go to the two-hour and five-minute spot on the network, it's definitely worth your time. There's just way too many things to to go through um, that are said but can't be repeated um, here as we're trying to keep it as clean as possible here on Referee's Discretion. Um, so I'll let you go and find it, but when you find it it's definitely worth your time and you can thank me later main event time as team dudley uh comprised of bubba ray devon and big dick dudley taking on what i will be referring to uh in this review segment as team dreamer that is tommy dreamer spike dudley and the sandman in what is being billed as a dudley street fight um crowd is red hot for these guys um, all three members of Team Dreamer are carrying ladders out to the ring. Styles uh, commenting on all three men having a beer, um, saying about Spike, if you give him a second one, he'll miss the match. Um, typical Sandman style, though, cracking him open, bust him on his forehead, so he's busted open before the match even begins. Um, but to the match now, um, Devon and Dreamer to start some pretty good back and forth here. Hangman neckbreaker from Dreamer sends Devon into his corner to tag in Bubba Ray, leading to Spike Dudley begging for the tag. He gets it, 
crowd's pumped, and then gets chucked across the ring twice. Um, Spike gets Bubba into his corner, giving him the 10 count punches. Um, Bubba reverses into a Bubba bomb. Um, Spike Chancer filling the arena, and he's just getting beat up. Back body drop, but he does get some momentum. Um, Bubba goes for a splash, he moves out of the way. Bubba is setting up for another Bubba Bomb. Uh, Spike reverses into a Huracan Rana and a Bulldog. Um, Dick and Sandman get the hot tags. And it doesn't take long before they get to the outside. This is their bread and butter. Um, so now you got all six men on the outside, all brawling. It's melee. It's pandemonium. Although Bubba and Sandman get back into the ring, both men to the top rope, and Sandman hits a Frankensander, as Joey Styles puts it. Sandman brings a ladder into the ring, sets it up, Spike climbs all the way to the top, and a huge splash onto the outside on all three members of Team Dudley. Devon into the ring under a flat ladder. Sandman hits a swanton from the top. Sandman is crazy. Um, Dick backdrop Sandman uh, to uh, to the ramp. Dreamer is now in the Devon position underneath the flat ladder. Bubba hits a senton from the second turnbuckle. Um, Dreamer recovering, powders out. Spike hits a low blow onto Bubba, and an acid drop gets a near fall. Um, not too many near falls here in this match. Uh, Devon hits Spike with a sidewalk slam onto the flat ladder. Team Dreamer, though, gets the upper hand. Um, they put them, all three members of Team Dudley in the opposite corners into Trees of Woe. Um, to this point, though, uh, I didn't think it was worth mentioning, um, but the crooked referee, uh, Jeff Jones, brings a doll of Beulah to the ring. Um... He brings the ring. He brings the doll into the ring and gives it a pile driver. Obviously, Tommy Dreamer standing right there. Um, he gives Jeff Jones a pile driver. Uh, powders out. Joel Gertner gets into the ring and Dreamer, with some help from official Jim Molyneux, gets him into the fourth corner for the Tree of Woe. They put. They set up chairs in front of everyone's faces. Huddle in the ring. Turn around and drop kick. Everyone's faces into the tree of woe. Crowd pops super hard for this spot. Um, Dreamer gives Devon a Dreamer driver. Um, Dick Dudley breaks it up. Dick hits total penetration to Dreamer on the ladder. Um, Spike comes in, attempts an acid drop on Dick, only to be thrown to the outside through a table. Sandman hits Dick Dudley in the head with the Singapore cane only to be absolutely destroyed by a chair shot by Bubba. Um, earlier when I was talking about the uh, Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome chair shot, um, in comparison, this chair shot actually broke the chair. Um, and these aren't your WWE chairs where some of them are a little softer. Uh, this is an actual steel metal folding chair here. And it uh, is absolutely destroyed. Um... Bubba missed a splash onto the ladder. Um, Dreamer gets up, drives Bubba into the ladder with a DDT, and that is the victory. And speaking of victory, immediately following the pinfall, 
Jack Victory shows up, and Al Kabong's Dreamer chants for New Jack are echoing through the arena. The beatdown is down, but lo and behold, here he comes. And I'm going to mention this. The theme that the WWE Network chose to replace New Jack's actual theme song is absolutely awful. Um, the crowd, though, pops super hard for New Jack, uh, clears the ring of the Dudleys, ladders are set up in the ring, faces are on top of the ladders, uh, everybody's celebrating, going crazy. Dreamer gets on the mic and says that Dayton, Ohio is ECW country. Huge pop, fade to black. Um, I'm giving this a two count. Um, I was on the border of one and a half and two, um, but the story was told well, and a lot of it um, that I was on the fence about, the appearance of New Jack uh, bumped bump that up. Um, it was a little slow to go, but it was hard-hitting and violent, and I like how they continued the New Jack and Jack Victory storyline, and they sent the fans home happy. How much more better can it get? My final grade for ECW Heat Wave 1998 is four stars out of five. Um, the Ric Flair Award goes to Lance Storm versus Chris Candido. The Bella Award uh, goes to the ECW Tag Team Title Match. Um, this was entertaining as heck, the whole pay-per-view from start to finish. Um, many call this one of the best, if not the best, ECW pay-per-view of all time. Um, the Credible Lynn match was a great opener and somehow was one-upped by Lance Storm and Chris Candido. Tanaka and Awesome was awesome. Um, and then we get to the back half of the show where things kind of start to lag a little bit. Um, the, ta uh, the tag title match wasn't really flowing that, that well. Um, Hayabusa had his moments, but for the most part felt pretty uncomfortable and stuck out compared to the other three. Taz and Bam Bam were good. Um, the camera work and the in-crowd stuff took me completely out of it. Um, the main event, though, brought the show back up. And, like I said, sent the fans home happy. You cannot get any better than that. Those are my thoughts on ECW Heat Wave 1998. What did you think? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. If you have a suggestion for pay-per-view cards for me to review, leave them in the comments below. Please like, share, and subscribe to all Podcast World Order for incredible content. We are live on Facebook and YouTube every Monday and Thursday, and a new episode of Referee's Discretion will be posted every Sunday. On our next episode, August is creeping and it is SummerSlam season. Um, the event we are looking at next time is famous for its main event, um, as many people view it as the moment the Nexus were killed by Super Cena himself. Next time, we will be taking a look at WWE SummerSlam 2010. From everyone here at Podcast World Order, thank you for watching. And remember, at the end of the day, it's referee's discretion. I'm Cod Sinclair, and we'll see you next time.